This is a GRDC podcast. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. It's been 50 years since research began into zero and minimum tillage cropping systems, a practice now widely adopted by grain growers across Australia. And over that time, vast volumes of research have been accumulated. The University of Southern Queensland's Associate Professor David Freeban has been reviewing the research and Stacey Wordsworth asked him how our understanding of minimum till has changed over half a century. Well, it was interesting going back right to the beginning of 1965 and 1968 were the beginning of the research studies. Clearly farmers and advisors have been experimenting with things, but just to set the scene... Farmers were getting two sets of advice from government agencies, in the north at least. One burning stubble, which was the practice, and clean cultivation, and the other was to leave stubble on the surface. Not no-till, because there weren't herbicides available then, but keeping stubble and managing it and then planting into that. And that was some tension within the science community and clearly within the farming community, even though the dominant activity was to get rid of stubble. It was seen as a nuisance or a disadvantage. So to deal with that, there was uh, catchment studies looking at erosion and runoff and water storage. And then there are agronomic studies that were standard replicated small plots, detailed sampling. The catchment studies showed quite early dramatic impacts of keeping stubble. So bare fallow in that one study had 50 tonnes per hectare per year soil loss, down to six tonnes per hectare per year with stubble mulch, down to one tonne if it was zero till. So that was a really clear-cut story, and looking back, that reinforced what had been found overseas. But the next challenge was to see how, how do you make that practical, because there were no machines to plant into that even cultivating through stubble was a nuisance and the herbicides roundup was just coming on the market and it it was expensive. So there was a lot of work going into developing machinery and that was done by small firms and large firms, some imported gear, a whole lot of government agencies supporting that introduction of machinery and testing it with farmers. The agronomic studies, the one that stands out is at near Warwick, That started in 1968, and it's showing great vision. So it's 50 years old now, and it's still running. And it's looking at plus or minus double and plus or minus tillage with some nutrient rates. That study showed clearly that where there was less tillage or no tillage and stubble retained, that there was more water stored. Most years, not every year, sometimes it's so wet, that they all get wet and sometimes it's so dry that they all stay dryish. But on average, an extra 30 to 50 millimetres of stored water, that should mean extra yield. It should, but there is always less nitrate, so poorer mineralisation of the organic nitrogen into available nitrogen that's sowing. That poorer nutrition came through as lower protein, nearly always, and lower yields. On top of that there was a accumulation of diseases, root diseases and leaf foliar diseases and these were getting in the way of expressing that better water capture. So the early part of that study, so from 1968 to 1990 
and it was recognised that nematodes were in greater numbers under the no-till. So they started using nematode-resistant varieties and that's allowed that extra water to be expressed. Now, the, that's focusing on the Queensland work. The New South Wales results from New South Wales Department of Agriculture has very similar results. Better water, lower protein, lower yield over six years and a number of sites. So it was quite a clear, consistent picture. In New South Wales, they then started looking at other crops following a, a winter cereal, so sorghum and the pulses. And that was the secret. That extra water was then not as available and the crops weren't in a disease pressure issue. So the yields there were quite dramatic that jumped out, half a tonne up to a tonne per hectare. And that was the secret. So the machinery's been developed along the way, um, recognising that just capturing water by itself is not going to do the job unless you deal with nutrition and disease. So those findings have really driven the, the way that technology's been developed, obviously. But, but you know, in, in the current day, what are the clear advantages of minimum till and, and also the clear disadvantages, because some remain? Well, the, the clear advantages are the water story. Basically, erosion gets dealt with, by the way. It's an important spin-off, and farmers don't like erosion more than anyone else. So they're aware of that. It doesn't mean that we don't end up with bare paddocks at times, but by and large, the trend is to try and keep that soil protection on to capture water. The nutrition does have to be dealt with. If there's no tillage at all, then we're completely reliant on herbicides, herbicide resistance, and while the no-till system looks fine, there are wet harvests, there are wet plantings, there are ruts, water still does run around. It doesn't stop, ero it doesn't stop erosion, it just reduces it. So then the issue comes up, what will happen if we cultivate? How much work will it, will it undo all of that hard-won organic carbon build-up if it indeed happens, which is another issue. So work out of Queensland and New South Wales, looking at, it's called strategic tillage, but an occasional tillage. What does that do? And there are some pluses and minuses. There's some short-term minuses, uh, maybe some bringing new weed seeds into action that have been sitting dormant. But by and large, there's many more positives than negatives for an occasional tillage. And it's just another tool that farmers have in their kit that they're not going to destroy 10 years of hard work just by cultivating every now and again. And on the, the flip side of that, what about farmers who do plough every year, who want to get into minimum till or try and find a nice balance? What does that process involve and how should they start? Farmers that plough every year, there's uh, nothing wrong with that at all. And clearly they're the best observers of what's going on and what works for them. So it's not an all negative situation. But some of the intangibles tend to be the things that make a reduced tillage system better, like less hours on the tractor. Hooray. Yes. <laughs> it's, less, it's much quicker to get across the ground with uh, herbicides than cultivating. The, um, so it's about starting small, experimenting and seeing how it works. And there'll be some negative responses. You know, occasionally things don't work as well. 
like planting becomes a crucial operation, which starts at harvest. So you can't leave big bulk lumps of stubble on the ground and expect a planter to go through them. So good straw spreading and uh, thinking about how you're going to plant that next crop starts way back then. To give minimum till a good go and to give it enough time to know whether it will work for you, how many seasons are we talking? Well, the responses can be quite quick. Going back to that water story, most years you'll get an extra water storage from a no-till system, not all years. It might take one or three years. You might get it first year, might take three or four years, probably closer to one or two. And then as long as those disadvantages, disease and nutrition are dealt with, there should be a benefit pretty quickly. David, that's great. Thank you. I must ask, though, where does your interest in minimum till come from? Well, I grew up in a farm that cultivated every year and burnt every year, and I still do. It's, it's uh, in the middle of New South Wales. And my first research task was to look at that erosion story. So I was doing minimum till thinking, this won't work. <laughs> and, and just seeing the erosion differences and the better, the reduced runoff was just magic. And we're uh, using rainfall simulators, just raining on different soil with different cover. And it just, you know, you're watching a storm in daylight and you think, wow, it always works. David Freeban from the University of Southern Queensland. Remarkable to think it's been 50 years since research studies began. And even before that, some grain growers were experimenting with minimum till. You've been listening to a GRDC podcast. And I'm Tony Crowley.